Hello. Thank God it's Friday. Today is another Friday, another month of June. Yes, you're welcome to another Friday on the IBM TV and the show Mind Close at 101. You're welcome. If you check your time, it's 6.30 a.m. Mm, yeah. It's also 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's also 3 p.m. Central Africa Time, and in Nigeria here, it's already 2 p.m. You're welcome to this show. And um, today is going to be exciting, educative, and also um, we'll be learning a lot. But I want to start the show with a story normal African story. You know, every time I come on the show, I must give you an African story because actually it's part of our culture. So this story is about um, the hunter and his friends. So many years ago, there's a Calabar hunter called Efion who lived um, in the bush, killed plenty of animals and made so much money. Everyone in the country knew him and one of his best friends was a man called Okun, who lived near him, but Efion was very extravagant and spent much money in eating and drinking with everyone. Until at last he became quite poor, so he had to go out hunting again. But now his good luck seemed to have deserted him, for although he worked hard and hunted day and night, he could not succeed in killing anything one day, as he was very hungry, he went to his friend Okun and borrowed 200 rods from him and told him to come to his house on a certain day to get his money. And he told him to bring his gun loaded with him. Now, sometime before Okun had made friends, sometime before this, Okun has made friends with a leopard and and a bush cat whom he had seen here he has met in the forest while one of his hunting's expeditions and he had also made friends with a goat a cock at a farm where he had stayed for the night but though Ephion had borrowed the money from Okun he could not think how he was to repay him it was on the day he had promised he could not think how he could repay him on the day he had promised at last However, he thought of a plan. And on the next day, he went to his friend, the leopard, and asked him to lend him 200 rods, promising to return the money to him on the same day, as, as promised to Okun. And he also told the leopard that if he was absent when he came for his money, he could kill anything he saw in the house and eat it. The leopard was then was then to wait until the hunter arrived. All right, so we're still on the story. When, okay, and the hunter agreed to, so the hunter went to his friend the goat and borrowed 200 rods from him. In the same way, Ephion also went to his friend the bush cat and the cock and borrowed 200 rods from each of them on the same conditions and told each of them that if they were absent, if he, he was absent when they arrived, they could kill and eat anything they found about the place. When they appointed they arrived, the hunter spread 
spread some corn on the ground, and then went away and left the house deserted. Very early in the morning, soon after he had after he had began to crow, the cock remembered what the hunter had told him and walked over to the hunter's house, but found no one there. On looking around, however, he saw some corn on the ground and began and being hungry, he commenced to eat. After this time, the bush cat also arrived and not finding the hunter at home, he too looked around, looked about, and soon he expired the cock who was busy picking up the grains of the corn. So the bush cat went up, sorry, <coughs> went up softly behind and pounced on the cock and killed him at once and began to eat him. By this time, the goat had come for his money, but not finding his friend, he walked about until he came upon the bush cat who was intent upon his meal off the cock that he did not notice the goat, the goat approaching and approach and the goat rather being in a bad temper in a bad temper hit the bush print knocked him over butt him with his horns this the bush cat did not like did not like at all so he was not big enough to fight the goat he picked up the remains of the cock and ran off with it to the bush so lost his money as he did not await the arrival of the hunter the goat was thus left master of this uh, situation and started beating this noise attracted the attention of the leopard who was on his way to receive his payment from the hunter as he got nearer the smell of the goat because very strong and being hungry he had he had nothing to eat for some time he approached the goat very carefully not saying anyone about he stick to gold and got nearer and nearer and got nearer and nearer yeah sorry uh-huh then pounced on the goat so in the meantime gazing quietly quite unsuspicious of any danger he was he was in his friends the hunter's compound now he could could say bah but most of the time he was busy eating grass and picked up the leaves which had fallen from a tree of which he was he was very fond of suddenly the leopards sprang at the goat and with one crunch at the neck down brought him down and the goat was dead at once and the leopard started on his meal it was now eight o'clock in the morning and Okun, his hunter friend had his early morning meal went out with his gun to receive payment of 200 rods he had left he had lent his lent to the hunter when he got close to the house he heard a crunchy sound and being a hunter himself he approached very cautiously yes and looked over the fence saw the leopard only a few yards off busy engaging eating the goat he took careful aim at the leopard and fired where whereupon the leopard rolled over dead now the death of the leopard meant that meant that four of the hunter's creditors were now disposed of as the bush cat killed the cock and the goat had driven the bush cat away who thus forfeited his claim and in return the goat was killed by the leopard who had 
being slain by Okun, this meant a saving of 800 rods for Ephraim. But he was not contented with this, and directly he had the report of the gun, and he ran out from where he had been hiding all the time, and found the leopard lying dead with Okun standing over it. Then in strong language, Ephraim began to unbraid his friend and asked him why he killed his old friend, the leopard, and nothing could satisfy him but that he, he should report the whole matter to the king, who, who could no doubt deal with him as he thought fit. When Ekon said this, Ekon's friend was frightened and begged him not to say anything about the matter. Yeah, almost done with it. I refused to, but Ekon refused to listen to him. And at last, Ekon said, if you will allow the whole thing to drop, and will not say anything about it, I will present you, I will, I will make you a present of 200 rods you borrowed from me. This was just what Ephraim wanted, and but still he did not give in at once. Eventually, however, he agreed and told Okon he might go, and that he could bury the body of his friend, the leopard. Directly, Okon has gone. Instead of burying the body, Ephraim dragged it inside the house and skinned it very carefully. The skin he put on the dry, he put out to dry in the sun and covered with wood ash and the body, he ate it. While the skin was well cured, the hunter took it to a distant market where he sold it for so much money. And now, whenever a bush cat sees a cock, he always kills it and, and does so by right. And he takes the cock in payment of the 200, which the hunter never paid. So that is our story for today. And um, the moral lesson is never lend money to people because if they cannot pay, they will try to kill you or get rid of you in the same way, either poisoning or by setting a charm on you. This opens the floor for my closet 101. You're welcome again. Um, today I'm having special guest to where uh, yeah before we're on the show last week but um we still have a new guest um actually he's an american chess master a chess administrator chess tournament organizer chess book publisher he holds the title of feudal master he's been known for the he's best known for the books chess for dummies being produced in 1996 chess player bible in 2004 both of which has been, through several editions, has been translated into eight languages. He was a member of the policy board of the United States Chess Federation from 1996 to 1999. He has served as an American Zone President for FIDEL, the Watch Chess Federation from 2000 to 2002, and was a trustee of the U.S. Chess Trust from 2000 to 2019 as well as the past president. He is also the past president of CalChess, the Northern California Chess Association, the Coty Chess for Youth Foundation, and, the, and also he's a chess journalist of America. And as well, a former chairman of the Chess Advisory Board, UT Dallas. He is a formal editor and publisher of both CalChess Journal and the Golden Gate Chess 
news and was awarded chess educator of the for the year 2016 in dallas in 2018 the uscf recognized mr ed with the award of outstanding achievement in 2019 he started ed foundation which enhanced chess literacy and chess excellence this is the chairman and ceo of ed foundation and he also a host of um, chess without borders on ibm tv staying residing at california let's welcome mr jim ed hello jim hello nah. so so happy to be on your show thank, thank you for you. inviting me thank you it's an honor to have you on my show well I, I just was amazed at uh, uh, the how you explained my career in chess because I was sitting back and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's good to have you on the show. How was your morning? How was your night? My morning so far is very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I have my coffee. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Good to have you. Good, 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 good. Good to have you on the show. Good having the show. All right. Um, introducing another guest is a potent um, conference speaker, trainer, brand and management consultant, poet, storyteller, life coach, and a pastor. He speaks English and Yoruba friendly. He is a lead pastor of Commonwealth of Grace International Ministry, Lagos. And from Lagos, the capital of West Africa, his name is Pastor Kane, Kenny Adenuba. Uh, I think he's okay, and um, okay, he'll soon be here. But meanwhile, we have, um, he's a licensed clinical social worker, competence coach, pro, pro, a teacher, a social um, reformer, a therapist, zona coordinator at Community Intervention Network on Drug Southwest, former advocacy and training coordinator for Freedom Foundation Nigeria, founder and president of Discovery and Empowerment Initiative Nigeria. His core services advocacy, development, uh, development, developmental assessment, general assessment, business coach, life coach, is a consultant. He does uh, workshops, corporate workshops, general counselor. Uh, is a therapist as well and a social worker. He speaks Yoruba and English friendly, resides in West Africa's most populous and Asian city called the Badonoya State. His name is Olusechon Samuel Kayode. And yes, he's online now. Hi, Samuel. How are you? How is everybody? Good. Good to see you. Yes, it's Good great to, to meet you. you. Yeah. Well, um, today we're having Jim. And Jim is um, is actually a chess master. Um, he's the founder of um, Ed Foundation. They teach chess. They try to make you understand chess. And um, mm. actually, his record on the chess is so he's like a pro. he's a pro. Not he's a pro. It's like he's a pro. No, he's a pro. So in case you want to learn chess, I I advise you to to meet Jim, and he will teach you more. <laughs> about chess and also he has a show on ibm tv chess with our borders so um so uh, it's good to have both of you on the show yes well and I, i'm also the ceo of the eat foundation 
And there's two yeah. things I wanted to say about uh, what we're doing is providing chess equipment to anyone who cannot afford it themselves. And we're doing, we're sending chess equipment right now to uh, an orphanage in Uganda. And also uh, the youth program in Zambia was all about football, soccer in, in American terms. And um, uh, so now they wanted to branch out to chess. So we've supplied them with chess sets and boards and equipment so that they can start up a youth program in Zambia. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Go on. Well, I was just gonna say that this is part of the mission that I, they, I started the foundation for is to be able to provide it because the show is called Chess Without Borders and we don't care where you're from. Borders are just lines on a map. And uh, if you want to play chess, we'll help you play. Good, welcome sir. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm still working on um, you, um, on you lads making you have um, some fans here in Nigeria, like we talked earlier on, on um, podcast Thursday, I told you I was going to work on that and see if yes. um, we could get something like this in Nigeria. Yes, I'm so, very excited about that. Thank you, sir. Welcome to My Closet 101. On this show, we have this uh, slogan, if you're perfect, be the first to cast a stone, judge not and you shall not be judged. My Closer 101 is a life coaching show that gives people the platform to ask questions. They have been locked in the closet of their mind. Also, one of the avenue for people, the one-on-one avenue for people to freely interact, express their inner thoughts without being judged, where everyone can learn different experiences, opinions, not only permitted to talk about victory, success, but also about failures, mistakes, and burdens. And to our audience watching us live, please um, feel free to send us your questions on the topic because today we're talking about um, um, the game suicide. We're still continuing, continuing that um, topic, but also we're still going to talk about impression that causes depression. Yes, that's um, two topics together. So, so feel free to send your questions, your contributions, your experiences, and also like our Facebook page, MyClosed101 on our Facebook. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook um, and also on Twitter from watching Emelu and also on IBM TV YouTube channel. You could drop your questions um, as well. And don't forget to uh, click on the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And um, for the audience too, this is part of uh, to tell you thank you for listening. I would like you to Please go to our website, IBM TV, click on the green button and register on family.dollarstore.com. Uh, um, in case you don't know, you just go to family.dollarstore.com. You'll see it on the screen very soon. If you register on that website, send me a proof that you've registered. And um, for that, we'll send you free copies, coupons for, able to, for you to be able to shop on. Um, on dollar store especially for those in america please don't forget to do that and um why i i'm talking about dollar store it's because family dollar store is the best place to shop for your money there are three things it guarantees you one it is delivered to your door for free and keep and keep you safe from COVID 19. it's also affordable your products your goods are also affordable than other online stores is a guarantee 
please check for yourself. You see, you see the reason why. Then thirdly, it's um, anything you're looking for is available at the dollar store, affordable. And I call it your personal store. So welcome once again to my closet 101. Um, before we start the show, I like to say um, WHO says 800 persons approximately die from suicide globally each year, one death every 40 seconds. 2% of the global median of health budget is allocated to mental health in 2017. Now, according to WHO, about 5,000 to 15,000 people die by suicide every year with an estimated global rate of 10.5 per 100,000 population down to 11.6% in 2018. Now, the most suicide country in the entire world is Greenland after its last decade uh, transformation from remote colony to welfare state. Um, a male to female Southeast Asia region is the greatest contributor to the absolute number of suicide deaths. Europe is most suicidal uh, region in the world, while Eastern Mediterranean is the least. Now, um, we have on the show, yes, I've introduced him before, yes, Mr. Samuel. Samuel. Yes, sir. Yeah. Last week we talked about um, committing suicide, uh, what is most likely for people, who is most likely to commit suicide. We also talked the warning signs of some of uh, someone having suicidal thoughts and, uh, and that. So today, while we were talking last week, you talked about coping skills. Like um, when I talked about um, what happened to me in Lagos, been having an issue that almost made me to want to commit suicide. And you said something like having coping skills, that I had these coping skills to be able to handle such pressure. And um, I know somebody in the audience, some people will be wondering, what's this um, coping skill all about? Can you talk more? And can you educate people on how to learn, to to how to learn these coping skills and be able to handle them? To use them, yes, to use them in um, in situations like that, if it arises. Okay. Um, coping skill, I like someone once said that I should just bring it down. No much big English. I just ways <laughs> we handle situations that is not friendly or that might cause yeah. harm to us. And so when we go into uh, coping skill, we can look at chess as an example. So what can you do that gives you joy? Some people love chess. And so by the time you start playing chess, like for my wife, she's, you know, she just developed the love for chess. And if she's under pressure, she just picks up her laptop and start playing the online chess. For me, my own is music. And there's a particular genre of music, especially the ones that does a lot of instrumentals. Mm. You know, especially strings, you know, strings uh, music. So that's a coping skill. Some people, it might be football. 
some people wow. it might be you know dancing some people is gisting some people is reading books some people is watching movie but anything you do that helps you you know that move your mind from your worries to something oh. else or something productive or a way forward out of your challenges that's coping skill and you know oh. some people's coping skill can also be talked to a therapist so mm. we have different ways we cope. Now we have both the positive and the negative coping skills. Okay. Now we've talked about it. Some people also go to the negative coping skills by taking drugs. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, I've had a lot of my, you know, old clients have to do drugs just to escape certain pains, just to escape certain challenges, just to escape mm. certain um pressure of life so they do drugs now the question i always push to them is if you do drugs will it take away your pains they say well for the moment yes but after the moment one funny thing that i've gotten from most of them is after that moment it's more like there is a multiplier effect yes so it increases because yes. now you, you you start thinking of where do i raise money to buy other i mean drugs why i don't want this person to see me because i'm doing drugs what will my children say or what will my family say what will people who respect or are looking up to me as a role model say so i mean again now it has multiplied the sorrow like the scripture says so that's a negative one some people do other you know negative things some people watch porn you know do Whoa. a lot of bad stuff. yes so it's a negative a, you know we have both the positive and the negative side of it so anything the summary of it is anything you do that helps you overcome your pressure your challenges your pains your worries your shame in order for you to be able to move to the next level of finding solution then that is a coping skill that is wonderful and you described it very well the uh, negative spiral downwards it, it, it yes. the multiplier effect that you men mentioned um because i i work with people who have um various uh types of uh, what we call in the united states mental illness and mostly it's mm. depression and and also yeah. it's a bipolar where they are go from a manic stage where they're very hyperactive mm -hmm. to a very depressed stage depressed and stage. Uh, and so often they they self-medicate with with drugs with alcohol, with oh, something else, to give them temporary escape from what they think is an inescapable sorrow. And, but there are other options. There are other ways to cope with your sorrow. And I have found that it's a spiritual solution. It's a spiritual path that if you can lead them to find their own path, then they can find those coping skills. And the coping skills are different, as you said, from one person to another and it, there's no one answer that fits all but everybody can develop their yeah. own coping skills true i i also forgot true. i left that most important part the spiritual part of it because for every human being you believe in an in a deity where well, we have some people that are agnostic but 
majority of people believe that there's an higher authority that they can relate with. That is equally yeah. a very good coping skill. Sure, sure. Um, thank you for that. I I, I love the way you just um, just digested that 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 particular question. And um, sir, what do you think parents do? You think parents' spirituality or religion tied to lower suicide risk in children? Hmm. It depends. The truth is, okay. it depends. We okay. have children that are strong-willed that okay. will not just follow what the parent wants. We have children who just want to explore. I mean, I've had to, I've seen a situation where the father was a clergy before he died, but while he was alive, the son decided to go into, you know, the traditional worship. Now, I just want oh. to give it a try. So okay. we have situation like that. And also there are situations where the parents' faith, their belief, their connection to higher authority or a deity also affects the children. Mm -hmm. Now, all these differ from, permit me to use region to region and um, from side or country to country what is applicable in nigeria will not be applicable in america and what is applicable in nigeria will not work in may not work in kenya so sure. again we have to look at that then we also need to look at the dynamics of parenting because also we when we look at the parenting style of some people some people are just you know passive parents whatever you want to do you do it while some people some parents are authoritarian you cannot live in my house, eat my food, and want to do what you want to do. When you step out of my house, you are free to do that. There are some parents like that. So in some situation, it works to help some children not to go into suicide. In some situation, it will not work in, so, in a way that the children sees their parent as living a double life or living fake life they have a particular face in spirituality and then yeah. outside of their worship center they are someone else entirely hmm. so when they look at their parents i don't want to be like my dad i don't want to be like my mom who is faking it so they would rather go to a place or to a religion that they believe is not what like what their parents and in this situation it might just be the parent's personality or way of life not the religion so you know we have to also look at that particular side too so we have yes it has impression on the children yes it does not so but we have to balance it and in some situation it's just is either is neither positive or negative it's just in between mm -hmm. Jim, do you have anything to say? Yes, I, because it sounds like there's some universal things here. And, and, and as, as uh, Samuel said, it, it is, it, some things that work in Nigeria won't work in the United States and vice versa. Um, but there are some universal things that we're talking about, uh, parental pressure on children. Um, sometimes the pressure can be so intense 
that the child thinks that there's no way out and they they turn towards suicidal thoughts and um, other times the parental support lifts them up so if they have if they have some tr struggles their parental support can help them cope with it so the parental support could be a coping mechanism or a pressure mechanism that pushes them to a place of sorrow and um, these struggles are i think universal um and in the united states we have also the problem of divorce so children are yeah. being raised in uh split Same family homes and this this also creates a lot of um difficulties for for some but as you say some are strong-willed and and are not uh impacted negatively by this and some are coping and some parents even though the divorce are very good at still supporting their children um others it's very acrimonious very um harsh environment and it's very disruptive for the child um so we have these situations in the united states that is causing an, an increase in suicide teenage suicide because there's also which i think is probably a more universal and not there's just teenage angst you get you get to a point and you don't know yet who you are who you're going to be and you have these trouble fitting in. Who do I want to fit in with? Uh, this class over here or this click over here. And so this is a common problem in the United States where people don't know where they fit it and they don't know where they belong. And so sometimes if they're um, not accepted in one, one place or another, they can be feeling alone. And this is one of the things that it's common when I work with people who have suicidal thoughts they feel alone and so bringing them into a community some kind of community whether it's a church a synagogue a temple it, it, it's, it's got to be a some sort of community that they can fit in and belong and have that sense of belonging and this is one of the greatest tools we have to take them away from these suicidal destructive thoughts and in, in my my experience Okay, um, Jim, let me ask you this uh, personal question. I, I'm very sorry. I hope you won't be offended. No. Um, um, in life, you've you've done so well. You've done so well. You've achieved a lot. In this, in in, in your lifetime, does, does during this period of this uh, peak of success, did you in one time get depressed? because of that and did you think of committing suicide in any time well it's an excellent question and i'm, I'm happy to answer it um absolutely uh, one of the things that was my lifelong attraction to chess was when i was going through this period of not fitting in as a teenager um there were chess tournaments and i was just i just happened to be good at it and so i was around older men who, and I didn't know either one of my grandparents. And so they were filling that role of, they were, they were uh, somebody to talk to who could give me some sort of clue as to what was going on in the world around me. So the chaos that I felt around me started to make a little more sense. So it was very important to me. Uh, it was one of those things that was, was more than just a coping mechanism. It was a way of me finding my place in the world. And then, Later on, I achieved a lot of success. You know, I wore a suit and tie to my job. It was a, I was highly compensated at the job. I drove a nice car. I lived in a great neighborhood in San Francisco. 
Uh, all of these things on the outside looking in, you would say success. But inside, I was a mess. I was not a happy person. And this is, I'm going back to the 1980s now, where I was, I would think of suicidal thoughts probably every day. And it wasn't until I found a spiritual path for myself that I thought that I belonged in the world, I belonged in the universe. I belong, I had, a, I was here, there was a purpose for my presence. And when I had that mindset instead of the old mindset, where again, I just did not know, people were telling me I was successful and I didn't feel successful. And, but when I found a, a, a purpose in life, which is to ease the pain and suffering of others, whether it's by giving them a coping skill of uh, chess, which is what I'm good at, so I, that's what I use mostly, but also just someone to listen to. Someone, they, they can tell me what they're going through and I can relate to them and they don't feel alone. And this became my purpose, to talk to people, to other people who are suffering in the ways that I could understand and could relate to and help them develop these coping mechanisms that Samuel was talking about and get them through the dark places and into the light. And this to me uh, turned my life around. When I found that calling, it made all the difference in the world. And I haven't had a thought of suicide since the 1980s. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's that's nice, to, wonderful to hear. Now, Samuel, you, you, if you heard what Jim said, Jim said he used spirituality to, to overcome. Now, mm -hmm. can you talk about it medically? The, for every human being, yeah. there are times you just feel empty. There are situations you just feel empty. You are not achieving. In the Maslow needs, um, hierarchy needs, you know, you have the self-actualizer. And at that stage, everybody will feel you have arrived. But sure. internally, some people just feel I'm worthless. I have not, I'm not there yet. For for so many reasons. One, an individual might be into the wrong vocation or wrong job or wrong relationship or wrong situation, just not in the right thing. Yes. I had a story of a footballer, that I don't want to mention his name, who said, I played football not because I love football, but because of the money. Now, this guy was playing well. He was one of the, as at that point, he was the highest paid African footballer. But he was not playing football because of the dream. His name is nowhere to be found. I understand. Nobody knows him anymore. Nobody heard about him. But there's a man who was playing football because he loved football. His name is JJ Okocha. Yes, you see me about the money. 
In fact, his last match with Nigeria at the National Stadium in Lagos scored. He was the one that scored that match, uh, that goal. And they, at the end, they asked him, he was on a roll and we're just having the a little interviewer yeah we learned you had yeah. um psychologist in the team was it that the psychologist you just have to be patient really have to replace that yeah it's it's tough um really you, tough you said the any uh, the best psychologist man can have is is himself samuel you're breaking now, up where are we going to there you go most times we have this we get to a point in scientific we may internally notice answer these questions is it clear now yes yes much better yes much better go ahead can you still hear me yes very clear yeah. All right. So, oh, oh, all right. Now, now, if if a person okay can come in because the renting, it takes you from a realm to another realm where you know that you are not an accidental discharge. That I that I will always say, you are not here by mistake. There is a purpose for your life, and whether you like it or not lives are connected to yours so you cannot afford to fail even science also we take from that path that for every human being there are lives connected to your life so when you fail other people are failing now look at the number of people someone a research one said directly or indirectly there are ten thousand lives connected to my life your life every other person's life now Let's do the calculation 10,000 multiplied by 10,000. So if you fail, check the number of people that will fail. If you succeed, check the number of people that will succeed. So when spirituality is there, you know, in, in, in social science, it's called um, psychosocial support. When the spiritual side is there, you help the person through the journey of spiritual and inner cleansing and identity you know, um, identification. So you get to know who you are, what you are supposed to do. And, you know, your your spiritual leaders begin to teach you step by step, especially uh, um, counselors, spirituality counselors, take you step by step what you need to do spiritually. So you get to that level where you are no longer confused, but you become also um, a role model and a support to other people. So the role of spirituality cannot be overemphasized and cannot be underestimated. Mm. Wow. Because so thank many you, times, even science you. fail. 
So where science fail, spirituality has been not not to have failed uh, with research. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you. So I believe I believe yes, excuse me. I, I was just going yeah, to go say ahead. that I believe that if you follow your passion, you cannot fail. True. Yes. And True. and one of my difficulties when I'm trying to uh, counsel others is that they will tell to me that I have no passion or I have not found my passion. So um, maybe Sammy, you could help me with an answer for that situation when they say I have no passion to follow. Samuel, did you hear Follow it? what? Is follow passion, that's passion. Or no, passion in anything. Passion. Yes, passion in life, that's passion in anything. It, like sports, it, there, jobs. There are two things. One is like, I will go back to one that I've mentioned, which is identity crisis. A lot of people don't know who they are. Right. You cannot, you will not succeed as a journalist when you are created to be a medical doctor. Whatever you put into journalism, you may you may just be average. You might yes. not be outstanding. Yes. But okay. if you discover your purpose that I am meant to be a medical doctor and you follow it, nobody, no human being needs to even encourage you. The passion comes by itself. Yes. That's one. Two, parental positive parenting also plays important role here yes. now this is common in africa where parents will be oh i am a professor of medicine your mother is a you professor must, of surgery my father is um um, um what's it called is he, a gynecologist so you yes. don't have a choice than to study medicine yes now yes. I, i've i've heard the story of a young man who graduated from medical school got all the awards and when they got home he gave his father and his mother the certificate and said this is your certificate i have done what you want me to do now i want to go into accounting and in the space of two years he became a chartered accountant wow, wow. and that has been his flair that has been his strength but when each time he was in medical school he was going through hell to pass those exams because I just have to pass. Now, I have a patient that I had to work with. The father forced him, this time not even in sciences, to study a particular course. I'm sure he's watching, so I don't want to, you know, yes, divulge yeah, his information. Thank you. His father forced him into a particular course and he was just failing because the father is in that particular line of, you know, um career but he came to us after a series of psychotherapy and you know he went into drugs and after that we told the father can you allow him study the course of his choice first year he became the best student in that country Whoa. first year became the best student now at year one he was already breaking record of like 40 30 years record that has been broken it's so inspirational wow. this happened when 
this happens when a person has not really identified his calling. You know, he, mm, he um, Jim yeah. said something that yeah. he discovered his calling. Yes. Every mm. one of us, we are called for a purpose, telling sure. to study something else. But he identified his calling and he decided to go into music and that gave back to Afrobeat. Now, if his father that. has insisted <laughs> that he should go for that medicine, if his father has, you know, forced him to go into medicine, there wouldn't have been Afrobeat by now, or probably somebody will be coming up with Afrobeat now. True. And that is affecting the way the world will, should go. If someone is forced to go into journalism when he's supposed to go into medicine, Probably is the guy that should look for the solution of COVID-19. But his father has sent him away from medical school to journalism. <laughs> now look at the it's number true. of lives that would have died. Yes. Sure. Mm, yes. Sure. He's, it's, he's very eloquent when, when we have that, when we can hear him. Um, because he's describing something that is so true, so fundamentally true. There's no arguing with it. You know, to follow your passion. But my question was about how do you find your passion? And and I think there's some trial and error because you must try something to see if that resonates with you. And if you do, if you try something and it does not resonate, that is not your passion. That is not the way to path the path for you. So this is what I find. Well, um, how, how about you, bro? How did you? overcome how did you cope learn the coping mechanisms when you were what? when you were face facing with your your dark period of time how did you come out of it well um uh, actually like i said earlier on in the last episode i had uh, a scenario where i was thinking about committing suicide on the on the major road and all of a sudden i had a thought to think about my family I loved ones, so I had to stay behind. But when things really get rough, uh, really tough, I, I I love listening. I just listen to music, inspirational mm -hmm. music. Like, um, you know, I'm a minister, I'm a pastor, so I love yeah. to listen to gospel songs. Yeah, so now these gospel songs are not just any gospel song. They must be inspirational, like to lift your spirit, remind mm -hmm. you that your God is there. Remind you that you 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 are alive for a reason, and um, you need to be alive to get things going. And remind you of life. In life, there are always challenges, no matter yes. what. No matter what. Always, yeah. No matter what, there are always challenges. But you should remember that it will get to a time you'll be you will overcome just challenges. And like I always say, when when ministry. I tell people that God can never give you um, a problem that is bigger than you. Yes, can never right. give you a, a temptation that is bigger than you. No matter how big it looks, just sit down, ask for guidance, which yes. still connects us back to spirituality. Yes. Ask for guidance, and honestly, He will surely guide you. You understand? And talking about spirituality, um, I know it's, it's not if we're digressing from what we we're saying. But that part has an important role to play in every man's life. And um, 
some people kind of ignore having a personal relationship with their maker, be it any God. You understand? But my own experience, I've noticed spirituality is above what we see to be. It's about having to know your creator, having to know why you're alive, your, ex your existence of being alive, and your purpose. You understand? All this put together defines who you are. Yes. That's, that's how I see spirituality as. But you know, in Africa, actually, we, we have this um, mindset of um, looking for a word to use. Right? This, they just have this mindset of spirituality to just be um, the normal thing, like the traditions that, that uh, our parents do. Let's just go with it. Like, okay, let me use for example now. Um, some people call themselves Christians. Meanwhile, they're not Christians. Right. A Christian is believed to have um, to believe that Christ died for him and have a personal relationship with Christ. You understand? But yes. some people just believe going to church because my parents, when I was little, my parents takes me to church. You understand? And we attend. I do Bible studies. I've done my communion. I've done what's baptism that makes me a Christian. No, it doesn't make you a Christian. Some believe. Some also say, "Oh, my father, I was born into the church. My father was a pastor. My mom was a pastor. So I am a Christian." No, no, <laughs> it doesn't connect. Just like uh, Samuel said, someone his father was a Christian but decided to try the tradition, traditional uh, religion. You can see so. It really doesn't connect. But um, talking about suicide, um, do you have an idea the rates it happens in your state, the rate of suicide in your state? It's going up, yes, especially among the young. Whoa, um, do, you, do you have an idea the, the reason why it's happening? Because I don't understand. Okay, okay. I believe there might be some factors causing it, but can you speak a little bit about it? Well, I I use this term facetiously that I was born in the United States and I now live in the divided states, because as a <laughs> as a culture we have lost our way, and mm. we we had my parents' generation had a code of conduct, an ethic that they followed, they believed in and their neighbors believed in it. And everyone was kind of um, playing by the same rules as you would in chess. And uh, now it is, it, it is so polarized. There are people on either extreme, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're very extremist in their views. And then there is, and they are very loud. They're very uh, outspoken and they get a lot of media attention. And then there are people in the middle, many more of them, but they are almost voiceless. So they are not heard. So we are bouncing from one extreme to another as a country. And so this is an unsettling experience and people are growing up with an unsettled, they don't want to go to one extreme or the other, yet they feel that they have no home uh, no one representing their views uh, because they might be on this side on one issue and then on this side on the other issue, but there's no place for them. So they feel, un they don't feel grounded. 
And it, it's this grounding experience that I felt when I was grounded, I was connected. And so people, if they are not grounded, feel disconnected. And they, they have an enormous amount of pressure on them now that I did not experience and my parents did not experience uh, to achieve, to go to the right school, to go to the best school and to, to achieve the scores in school to get to the best next stage of school. So there's enormous amount of pressure placed on our youth and their days are organized in ways that my days were not when I was younger. Um, so we used to play in our neighborhood and now these kids have organized events. You must be here at this time. You must be here at this time and you must be doing this at this time. And so their days are very structured and they're pressure filled. So they have, they don't have the coping skills to, to cope with that pressure. So many of them. So we're talking Samuel about the increased suicide rate among our young and the various reasons why we're experiencing this in the United States. And, um, uh, you know, my, my feeling is, is that we have lost our way and we just, just because we have lost it does not mean we can't find it again. And we just, we just need to find our way. Uh, and then the pressure will ease and the sense of ground, the sense of groundedness will return and the sense of community will return. And so you will not feel like you are alone. And I believe we can, we can regain that, but we have lost it. I understand. Well, Samuel, um, while you were away, I was asking Jim about the suicide rates in, um, in the U.S., and he, especially in his state. He said it's on the increase, and it's uh, majorly on, on children. And um, I remember when doing the research about this very topic, I had encounters of kids, 15, 13, that committed suicide in Nigeria, especially in the city of Lagos. And it kept me wondering, what really caused a child in Nigeria? You understand? To be honest, um, I believe there will be other factors, yeah, that can cause it. But remember, when growing up as a child, I, I never had any, um, how shall I say, pressure like that or negative thoughts to think of killing myself. I was even aspiring to be like a president of my country. So sure. I had that in my mindset, and it kept me going. So now, can you tell us? What do you think would be the reason or the factors causing children to to be on the high side of committing suicide, generally in Nigeria and in the world? Okay. Um, starting with Nigeria, there are so many reasons that can lead people to suicide. And um, well, let's, let's break it down from one, from the cultural, the spiritual, and then the individual side of it. Now, the cultural side of it, in, in certain culture in Africa, when a king is, has misbehaved or has done some things wrong, they tell the king to commit suicide so that another person takes over. Because, you know, the issue of um, royalty, until a king dies, another king cannot be crowned. So they yeah. ask you know, yeah, such yeah. individual to kill themselves so another person can come in. And that's the cultural side to it. And the spiritual 
side in in some religion um in i think in china some people commit suicide if for spiritual reason if they notice that they've not been able to perform as a leader or as a spiritual authority then they commit suicide that that that's one then the other part of it we look at the society now we we live in a digital world and now i want to narrow it down to the young stars a lot of them are um, there's what is called fomo the fear of losing out they don't uh, the, the fear of missing out they don't want to miss out of what's going on what's what's the rave what's the thing of the day what's going on what is people doing yeah. and if i cannot live up to the expectation i feel bad i feel unwanted i feel so some people just they don't know what next to do they just feel it's not worth it let's end it so that that's one side of it the other side of it is what is the social inclusion or exclusion part of it now there's some there's some country where certain group of people are not regarded as worthy of getting the national care that they deserve you know the caste system where they are regarded as they are less important to other people now in a situation like that you see a person that is striving and is intelligent you want to go to um, a government run school yes and you are told you cannot you want to get a government job after stressing yourself to go through school you are told you cannot you decide to start your business to assess fund you are told you cannot at the end of the day this person is bubbling with creative ideas ways to sort out national crisis but because of social exclusion they cannot achieve it that can also lead to suicide now among children among you know let's let's look at between the age of 17 to 13 now for children yes. a lot of like i've talked about the fear of missing out we've also talked about the parental neglect some children all they need is just their father's love all they need is just their mother's emotional covering but the parents are so carried away with how do i make money and pay your school fees provide for you and they forgot the most important role of a parent which is love care nurturing they leave that aside and when children becomes confused as to what they ought to do then suicide becomes an option that comes on board another part of the issue is the issue of rape a lot of ladies has been raped especially let's use the children that have been raped they just feel no who wants to marry me the labeling the segregation my life calling the embarrassment the taunting leads a lot of them to committing suicide yes and so if you put all this into perspective there's there's no one singular factor but there are many factors that can lead to suicide in children and also permit me to say even in our religious bodies sometimes some religious leaders make some statement that they don't know is hurting some other people and 
if such a person hears information like that, you hear, oh, if my spiritual leader can say this, that means there's no hope for me. Let me just end it. So that can also be part of what leads people to um, suicide. When you were talking about the social net uh, pressures, uh, you know, I thought of the samurai who would kill themselves if they broke their code of honor. And so, but also you mentioned the digital world that we live in with, uh, we call them children, but they're teenagers. And this is a term that we use. These people get socially bullied on, on Facebook, on their social media. Yes. They, and this can be crushing to a, a young person. And that is one of the other um, causes, or not maybe not a cause, but it is something that leads them to these negative thoughts and this part of not belonging, and my life is already over before it's begun. Yeah. I'm even thinking of, um, we're going to do a topic on, we're going to do a discussion about um, stopping bullying online. Um, yes. Yes. By, for kids, so that um, this thing will really stop because it's it's true that um, it's on the increase, and uh, it's not good for the society. It's not good for the society. No. Um, okay. Now, um, Samuel, I'd like to ask you: What if I suspect someone? It's just been dramatic. Do will I say the that's can I put it as one of the symptoms that the person wants to commit suicide? Sorry, if I Sorry, see someone, again? if I suspect someone okay. is just being dramatic, does that have any link to the person wanting to commit suicide? For me, like my father would say it's better to prevent early than to take care of the aftermath. Prevention. If you suspect an individual is playing funny, just refer them to therapists or professionals. Because there's this proverb in Nigeria that says there's no smoke without fire. You there, there's something that must have triggered something. Now, last week I was talking about um, signs, warning signs of suicide, and I yes. said one of it is yes. when people start telling you it's even better to commit suicide. You know, it's one thing you need to look out for. Yes, a person will not just yes. who sincerely. Um, I mean, we we say this a lot in Nigeria. Heaven is good, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> We've heard heaven is good, but nobody wants to die. Now, for a person to just keep saying death is better than living, it's time to check it. There are two things. is either the person really means it or the person is having an underlying mental health issue. But there's need to check that individual. Then yeah. until the professional says this person has a clean bill, then you can go ahead and you know let the person be. But for a person to start talking about suicide, there's need to check it. I mean, there's no need to just push it aside or water it down or play it down. Anything can happen. 
Yes. You hear some people, they won't even tell you they want to die and they commit suicide. There's a young lady that somebody sent a story to me. The parents were rich. They have taken her to even where her colleagues have not been giving her money. Then she committed suicide. What is in her letter, in, in her dying letter, she said her parents, they've tried all they could, but they forgot, they missed something out, which is the emotional side of life. Whenever she needs to discuss mother to child discussion, father to child discussion, they give her money, take money, go and buy clothes, go and enjoy yourself. But that is not the solution. So at the end of the day, her younger brother was the only person that could relate to her, but because of his age, he couldn't profile solution. So her uncle came into the scene and started having sex with her. So anytime she's feeling down, she believes her coping skill is to have sex with her uncle. Three years down the line, uncle got admission to university in Canada, traveled out of Nigeria. Few weeks later, no uncle to have sex with, and then she drank sniper and died. So now that's a situation of a person that never told anybody that she was going to die. Talk less of of a person that kept acting, death is better than life. It's better we watch it out. I mean, check the person. Samuel, do you believe this? Because I do. I, I think when I, I talk to people who are thinking that it's better to just die than to have this pain and suffering that I'm going through, I think that death is not the solution because death is not necessarily the end of pain and suffering. Yes. That, that is never the solution because oh, there, there was a time in my life that I was in a tight corner and funny enough, I never thought of suicide, but I thought of, let me just run away to Ghana. <laughs> if I run away from everybody, <laughs> if, if I run away, probably yeah. that will be the solution. Yeah. Let, me just, let me just run, let me just escape from my life. Yes. But after yes. a while, I yes. sat down and I self-motivated myself. What are the things that I'm struggling with that is causing the problem? I wrote it down. So what are the likely or possible solutions? I wrote it down. Now, imagine if the same thing is the issue of suicide and I committed suicide. Today, I will not be here to discuss with you. Sure. The life of young people that I've had to work with over the years and they are doing well, I would not have been able to work with them. So death is not the way out. Death is not the solution. Death is just the deception to stop you from achieving your purpose. That's an excuse. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, I think it's, an, it's an easy way out, but it's not an out. Yes. And that's what I try to tell people is that this is not, you know, the death is not the final. That's not the end of everything. And, uh, you know, you will, you will know pain and suffering. And also, as you said, you will, um, be not, you will not be able to ease the pain and suffering of others if you are not there. Yes. So it, it's um, a very, very interesting topic and a great show.
I, I just am so pleased to have been invited. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, before we go, just um, a, a quick one. Um, Samuel, we're about to wrap up in the next um, 10, 15 minutes, so you have to be fast on this. Um, okay. We know, we know, Depression has been linked to suicide, right? Yes. Yes. Now I need you to please yes. just for the audience. Some of them don't understand what depression is. I'd like you to give me uh, an explanation on depression. Then there's another question. You have two questions. Just just be brief on depression. We have two questions to go and we're done. All right. Go ahead. No. What's what's depression? No. Just okay i am not going to give clinical or theoretical definition thank but you depression is a process where a person moves from the lively person to a sad individual that does not see anything that is worth living for or what why is still supposed to be happy let's let's just you know, I want to use it that way in such in, in a way that you see a person who has been lively, who has been successful, but something just happened down the line and he just felt, you know what, what's the essence for this happy go life? And then they sit down in that um, sadness, in that despondency and start living it. They're not happy. They are sad. They don't. There's no passion to continue to do anything now the word passion is is not there anymore the capacity the ability to move forward and find a lasting solution is lost the ability to look for solution even in others that can help is not there so that is depression just moving from you know permit me to use from zenith to zero so you're at the top, down to the bottom, the rock bottom, and you don't see any reason why she should move back up. That's depression. In summary, okay. in a plain way. no reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it. That's it. Um, um, Mr. Samuel, we, we, I wanted to ask you, uh, can someone who is impressed with his status, society, be depressed? But Jimmy... Really, uh, Jim, sorry, 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 calling you Jimmy. Jim talked about it, how he was successful, but he still was not satisfied with his, um, his status in life. And um, you agreed with that. So now I just want to ask people who are impressed with everything they have, like success, power, money, and they treat people, they, they try to dominate people. Are these people depressed? not knowing that they are depressed and that's the reason why they're trying to dominate people they hire than let's say for example the president of nigeria now you know it's kind of higher than we citizens and it's trying to like dominate um, a particular minister because it's higher do you think it is depression that can cause that well, I'm glad hmm. you're talking about your president and not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this simple question will have like 12 answers Whoa. in, in psychology, show. but let's just break it down. 
One of them is personality. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to use up all these theories. So one of them is personality. Now, if okay. you your personality, you know, that there's what is called a narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. MPD. Now, a person, there's nothing you can do to impress a person that is narcissistic in, you know, personality. Everything you yeah. do is just not good enough. So that is a disorder on its own. Now, to some oh. people, they check before they look down on people. What is, why should I do that? You know, a conscious, F, I mean, a, a conscious analysis of action before they go into it. I, I think I'm rich, I have money. So what else do I need to do? Now, it has nothing to do with the success. It has more to do with the individual. Success is not lousy. Success is not enforcing. Success does not look down on people. In fact, success builds other people to become successful because there is this common saying at the top, at the ladder of success, there are few people there. So yeah. success wants to bring other people so it can't be, it won't be lonely. So it's more of individual person. Now, psychiatric disorder, emotional imbalance is part of it. Sometimes it has to do with the background growing up. I, I know someone who each time the sister-in-law goes to his house, he wants her to work as a house help in their house. Oh. And the wife, the, the sister-in-law once said, I am not your house help. He said, but when I was growing up, the younger is always slaving for the older. Now, that is another, so that's the way he sees anybody that is younger should slave whenever they come to my house, especially now that I'm rich. So that's, that's a way of life for him. That's his, his background. And he just felt that's the way it should be. Another thing is culture. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people's culture. Now, I'm not talking about the culture of the traditional culture. I'm talking about the evolved culture. Now, some people, when they get to power, what they tell you is when you get to power, that's the time to kill your enemies or your perceived enemy. Yes. When you get to power, prove to people that those who told you that you cannot make it, finish them. So it has to do more with that and not, you know, um, depression. It's not about depression. A depressed person does not even have the will to frustrate other people. A depressed person is only trying to, there are different stages anyway, a depressed person just wants others to see me that I'm I'm surviving. Like Jim told us, a lot of people see him outside and said, you are successful. But internally, he was a mess. Now, a person that is internally messed up will not have the energy to oppress others. But a person who has psychiatric disorder or mental health disorder can, you know, suppress other people. So... It's not a depression. Oh, oh. I because of time. No, 
Wonderful. Okay. So that, Jimmy, you want to say anything? No, I just was um, sitting here and taking that in and admiring the um, brevity of the um, illumination that I was experiencing because um, I I have thought of these people that they must be depressed because they, they look so miserable sometimes. Um, but it's because they only can feel vibrant when they're in this constant, constant adulation, when people are around them saying how great they are. Then they're, then they feel good, and when they're when they're feeling criticized, they they seem miserable. So, but this is this is what we're what it's better to say rather than depressed that there is a mental illness that requires that constant adulation. So, uh, that was a very uh, good breakdown for me to understand this. So, um, well, we're about to wrap up uh, for today. Just one more question. Do you think, do you think um, the victim who, the person in power or the person that is hired that dominates, do you think they can be depressed with this? Sure do. When <laughs> a person is dominated, it's called the act of being conquered. When a person is emotionally conquered, the person starts feeling resentful towards the one that conquers him. Because at this time, you are helpless, you are hopeless, you are powerless. Yes. You don't have what it takes to deliver yourself. There, there's a book written, it, it says, um, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. The reasoning of the oppressed. Now, a person is already oppressed, depressed, you know, he doesn't have power, so he's, he's down, he's feeling sad, he's, he's there inside that mode of depression, and there's no hope. Only few people can muster the energy to look for a way out and not want to take, to, to go vengeful after they are out of that situation. Because a lot of we've had a lot of people in power who will just come because they have the power and want to um, step on people's rights. You, you don't sure. even, as far as they are concerned, you don't have a right. You don't exist where they sure. are. You yeah, know? Sure. And yeah. in a situation like that, a person has tried all he or she could to get out of this situation. Certainly, such individual can lead can can move to enter the stage of depression. That is is true. It can happen, but you still have some people. They they have the energy. There's a way God has given them a, um, a, an inner power or strength to be able to still forge ahead and find solution to their life. And you know, we have a lot of people. In, in, in the world that we can use as example. But so many people do not have that strength. Um, my wife always says something, you know, she's your sister. And um, she always says something that, I don't like watching Igbo movies. Because <laughs> there's something that is common among them. <laughs> true, it's like, true, true, so pity me, I'm suffering. It's usually <laughs> yeah. the, like, you know, the summary on. of all these movies. Yes, yes. pity me, I'm suffering. Now, yeah. when a person have this mindset of pity me, I'm suffering, then 
it is hard to easily get out of depression. That's a big if a person is in depression and somewhere inside you, you still are hopeful that there's still this is just a phase, this is just a season. It is easier for people like that to step out early. Well, I have one last remark. Um, you know, Samuel, I think Moses could have just gone to Ghana too, and and he did not because he wanted to get his people out. So, uh, you know, you can you can want to run away from your problems, but we call that a geographical. You're just changing where you are because wherever you go, there you are. So you want to change yourself. Mm. True, true. Well, um, I want to say a big thank you to everyone. Jim, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate the the honor to just to, to accept this I invitation. Just had to have one one cup. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel, thank you as well. I know you had a tight schedule, but you had to just cancel one just to make this show yes. awesome i want to yeah. thank my executive um producer mr akid i know he'll be coming up soon uh my closer 101 is don't forget don't be you if you are perfect be the first to cast a stone judge not and you shall not be judged please i ask the audience to please um send in their questions experiences that they will want us to discuss and we promise not to disclose the identity you can send an email to mindcloset101 at gmail.com, Facebook page, mindcloset101. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, and also on Facebook, uh, bro, watching Emelu. Address it to the producer of the show. And um, we're wrapping up the show with um, with today's um, African proverb. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> so, yes, I know most of us will be happy that it's Friday. We're going to have a wonderful weekend. But before we we start off the weekend, let's also have this in mind. Sugarcane is sweet at its joint, and it means good and sweet things of life may appear difficult to achieve, but in the end, it is worth it. So, um, please audience um my viewers i would love you to always stick to ibm tv don't touch that dial don't change it don't turn it over just keep watching more exciting and educative programs like on monday we have economic monday and um, radio talk show on tuesday we have um world news covid19 celebrity tuesday and jim's program which is chess without borders <laughs> thank you thank you our wednesday we have startup wednesdays and weed wednesday i'll try and watch jeff's program very soon to see how it goes i love that weed wednesday on thursdays uh it's podcast thursdays and i think we have medical as well then friday is financial uh okay Fri uh, friday is financial friday and med friday and I think Met Friday is after this show, so please um, still stick around. Saturday is um, Spiritual Saturday. Chess stars with um, Sasha. If you want to learn how to play more chess, you want to learn moves or chess, stick to that show. It's on Saturday. And we have um, DJ Life. 
music. Yeah. yeah. So um, you want to li listen to live music? Please stick 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 around and watch it on Saturday. And we have a um, starry starry Saturday. Yes. Then on Sunday is Super Sunday and the Alexandra May Cafe. So please um, continue to watch our programs and also comment, share our videos, and um, invite someone to join you while watching. So God bless. Um, before we go, um, Jim, please, can you give us your social media handles where people can meet you? Oh, you can uh, write email to me at, at Jim, Jim Eid, my name, at eadfoundation.org. Say it again, please. Sorry. Okay. Jimmy Eid, my name, Jimmy at Eid Foundation, all one word, dot org, O-R-G. Okay. Are you on podcast? Sorry. I'm oh, I'm part, I don't have a podcast, no. But uh, my okay. IBM TV show is on Tuesdays. At, at, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and, uh, Facebook. Thank you for plugging Instagram. that. Instagram, yes, I am on Instagram as Jimmy Eid, yes. And on Facebook. And, 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 uh, and both both on Jim Eid and the Eid Foundation. They're two accounts. So if you okay. want to talk to me about the Eid Foundation, use that on Instagram and Facebook. Or, or me personally, it's Jim Eid on both. Okay, Samuel, where can people meet you on your social media handles? Okay. On Facebook is OLU underscore Sam K. You're going to say it again. OLU O L U underscore S A M K A Y. Okay. On Instagram. And on Instagram, the same. So Twitter. on Facebook, is slightly long. Olusha Sansamakayade is the. Okay facebook but you can get that from my twitter and facebook so okay um for for me our page our facebook page still remains mind close at 101 my social handles is um, at from watching and mellow facebook instagram and twitter and um you can also follow us on ibm tv facebook please Viewers, yeah, and, um, and uh, get to see most of uh, our programs. Yes, and you can continue to join us live. So God bless everyone, and I wish you a wonderful weekend. God bless you till we meet in a, on another exciting time, same station, same time. Remain blessed. I remain your host. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.